Hey guys, it's Reed. I just wanted to give you a heads up before the show started. We went a little long when we did the actual recording, so what's happened is we've cut it into two parts. Today, you're getting part one, which is a great interview that we have with our special guest. In a couple of days later, we're going to have part two, where we break everything down, team by team, with some of our favorite transfers. Enjoy. I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to the first preseason episode of the 2018 MLS Fantasy Insider season. Uh, this episode is brought to you by hmm, preseason. I don't know. No one's bringing it this time because we're just trying to figure out what's going on. It's hype. We're getting excited. Come on, guys. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLSFantasyBoss.com, and I am joined by seasoned fantasy veterans. Here we got Blaine Riffle and Mike Denton. Uh, welcome back, guys. Hello there. Hey, glad to be back. Well, uh, I hope you guys have, have dusted off your microphones and have started to just get back into your MLS fantasy frame of mind because it's coming. We know the season is going to start at the beginning of March, March 3rd, and fantasy can't be far behind. What have you guys been up to in this offseason? Mike? Um, done a lot of nerdy Star Wars watching and reading. Um, outside of that, I played Fantasy Premier League sort of loosely uh, <laughs> and now have a really long list of complaints against people who want to complain about the MLS schedule because festive fixtures, guys. That's insane. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. I think I've made a grand total of about four or five transfers, and I'm not last place in our league. Hey, hey Reed, I'm one ahead of you. There you go. <laughs> that's pretty uh, good. I spent, I've spent the off season playing with Lily. Um, it's been fun having baby girl around first Christmas and everything. Aww. So I've just kind of enjoyed getting away from some of it and hanging out with her. Dove into some board games with my wife as well. Tried to find some other hobbies to have on the off season. Going to try to keep the board games going while I do fantasy. We'll see how that works. Now, before we go any further, there's one more group of fans I want to make sure we acknowledge. Hello, everyone out in Patreon land. So happy to see some of the subscriptions coming back. Uh, thank you for being patrons. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, we have a sort of crowdfunding system that's in place for MLS Fantasy Insider. It helps us uh, not only pay for hosting fees and and uh, podcasting fees, but it also helps us get prizes that we have for everyone who participates in our league. We have stickers and we have scarves and we have glasses, uh, pint glasses, not like spectacles. Uh, we have all those things that are just for our wonderful supporters, and I can't thank you all enough uh, for doing that. So if you wanted to learn more, you can head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N uh, slash M-L-S-F-I. It's, it's pretty sweet. And maybe there'll be a special Star Wars episode. Uh, but let's get back to fantasy a little bit. That's where we're going to keep going for the rest of this episode. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Um, what do we know now? Uh, not much. Uh, I sent out a tweet a few weeks ago 
where Ben Bear said that it was going to be slightly delayed uh, from when it started last year. And that was around the Super Bowl time last year. I'm thinking, and I, we found this out, I guess this was near middle or end of January when he said that. So I'm thinking, with my fingers crossed, that that means in a, a week or two that we're going to see the fantasy game. So I have no idea. I don't know. Um, but I'm thinking it's going to be in a week or two if what Ben said holds out as it being a little bit later. Now, maybe his version of a little is different than my version of a little, but <laughs> we'll see. Now, one other update that uh, Mike and I have been trying to to run down is about prizes. Uh, Mike, you found out the best way to get that remedied if you're still waiting for a prize from 2017. Yeah, just go ahead and contact uh, Ben Bear directly on Twitter. It's at Ben Bear. Um, you guys probably know how to spell it, but it's B, B E N B A E R, um, and you know you can find that out on the MLS website or anything like that, and or hit us up on Twitter. We'll be more than happy to give you his, his handle, and we'll put you in touch with him because from reading and I's conversations with him, that kind of sounds like the best way to kind of sort it out. So if you know you got a prize and you haven't gotten um, anything in the mail or in the email or anything like that. Um, hit us up or hit Ben up. Yes, definitely. Uh, and I think I've been seeing through r slash fantasy MLS chat that a few more notifications are going out. So it may be on its way, but yeah, just shoot Ben an email or a, not an email, a tweet. He's uh, great about responding and I'm sure it'll get worked out. I'm sure it'll get worked out. But this is our hype episode. Clearly our hype can't be shrug. We don't know what's going on. So what Mike and I have done is we've organized a little interview, a special guest for this episode because, uh, you know, I wanted it to be fun for a hype. I mean, we're starting the season out. It's got to be something big. So a few days ago, Mike and I sat down with none other than the Soccer Cooligans. That's right. Uh, if you don't know who the Soccer Cooligans are, there are a couple of stand-up comics out of New York City who also happen to be passionate soccer fans, and they like to integrate their two loves, soccer and comedy. And we had them on just to talk fantasy, hype things up, and just find out what they're excited about for next year. So sit back, and here is our interview with the Cooligans. Okay, everybody, now we are going to interview Alexis and Christian, a.k.a. the Soccer Cooligans. Perhaps some of you guys know who they are, listen to their podcast, been to a show, maybe. I don't know, but their, their motto is soccer plus laughter, and to me, that equals fantasy. So we've got them here with us today. Mike and I are going to interview them, and uh, welcome, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you uh, for having us on. This is, uh, this is exciting. Yeah, this is like this feels like real deep mls you know when you're on a, sh a, a show about uh, mls fantasy yeah, these right. are the real fans <laughs> nothing more real than talking about fantasy so we're, yeah. we're getting our our sports our jock dnd going right now is what's going on <laughs> going to talk about it um people hear us talk about can this I just, all the time. Can I, yeah can i start by saying when are they going to make it a part of the app Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Mike and I were actually complaint. talking about See, that. that comes from a I think. Uh, I, I think what what didn't Ben say last year, Mike? That that was something they were really pressing for. Did we Mike, lose him? Here? Oh, Mike! Yeah, welcome, Mike. Yeah, no, I, I had to get up to get a kid. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Sometimes he disappears, but he usually becomes like robot Mike and gets all. I'll just That's choppy, great. but 
No, but Mike, uh, Ben was talking about the app last year, right? That was something they're really pushing for. Yeah. Um, so hopefully uh, we haven't seen what exactly the changes are yet, but I'm, I'm thinking that might be something we see um, whenever the changes are announced. Um, no, definitely we'll have a better mobile experience. So fingers crossed. Yes, that's definitely. I, I did yeah. have the experience, unfortunately, sometimes of trying to to be on on my 3G or whatever the the edge network and at a coaching a soccer game, being like, I've got to make this trade. I just saw somebody's not going to play. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm not going to make it. So, uh, <laughs> well, just know uh, for everyone listening and everyone who's a fan of fantasy, when we were at MLS Cup and uh, when we were at like one of the events, we d we went up directly to the people at Major League Soccer and like. Hey, can you add fantasy to the app? So we're really, we're, <laughs> we're really pushing for it uh, any way we can. Oh, we, we appreciate that. that. That's like half of our harassment of MLS digital people. It's like, hey, could you put fantasy in the app? And hey, can you get Reby to make a transfer once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could just start messaging Don and asking him what the expansion fee would be for an app support. <laughs> yeah, I would also love to have Tam. You know, I would love that fantasy <laughs> Tam. What is this, what, use the Tam. We can, we can, we can, yeah, uh, use, Patreon use that. The Tam, use the Tam for, to hire some, you know, app editor from like off from Malaysia. Or yeah. Something. They don't have how much, how expensive can it be? They don't have, uh, you know, uh, uh, OAM outsourced allocation. <laughs> money. Well, you know, I just saw today that, uh, FC Dallas paid a hundred thousand dollars to get free streaming for local games. So, I mean, it can't be that much. Jeez. <laughs> Did they really pay for free streaming? The team, yeah. As for I guess everyone that would have those local blackouts, they uh, I saw I forget where it was, but they hundred thousand dollars to MLS Live for the local free games. That's hilarious. That's real money, <laughs> not garbage bucks. Yeah, That's right. it's not garbage bucks. <laughs> real cash. You know when the when the when the uh, TV station was like, all right, you have to pay us. They were like, oh really? <laughs> we can't just say it's part of the pool of MLS funds. <laughs> They were like, all right, every owner pony up a little bit. Remember, we're a single entity, baby. I mean, especially when you see how amazing the, the Premier League app is, it, it's, it's just like, how, how are we this far behind? I mean, this is it's, it's becoming, you know, uh, so frustrating where, yeah, we have to like uh, a, a com complaint. We like uh, we're good friends with Ariel Castillo uh, of uh, MLSsoccer.com. We like we tell her we're, it's getting to the point where like it's like legit harassment. We're bothering her too much asking for this app. <laughs> Yeah. Also, she has nothing to do with it. She's like, guys, if there's not a cat or a goat involved. Yeah. Involved. <laughs> I was about to say, if you put her in charge of the fantasy app, everyone will just be like a goat picture. In the app. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, is. your points are based on how cute the goat picture you just uploaded to Instagram is. <laughs> Yeah, like, like points come from like how many dog pics they uploaded that week. Like that would be her app. Like that would be her fantasy. <laughs> so Alexi Sanchez is the uh, the number one scorer. <laughs> Do we know? Does she play? We should really get her to play. She could have some. I, I don't think she does, but like I've made it my goal of harassment because I harass <laughs> her on Twitter too. Uh, that I'm gonna harass her until she plays. That's, <laughs> That's right. hilarious. I like it. The person with the best goat or cat team name sends it to her, and we just make her use that name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cutest name wins. Um, that, that was fun. Uh, well, what I know, people know about us is our experience with fantasy. And we, what, what about you guys? Not just fantasy soccer, but how far back does fantasy run in your blood? Um, Probably to the beginning of this podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, you mean like in, in other sports or yeah, anything uh, in any, any Premier League, I mean, any, any football? Yeah, I, I guess I've been, I started fantasy football 
probably, I mean, it has to be like 10 years ago now. Yeah. I mean, the first one, I, whenever CBS sports.com started doing fantasy, I think that's when I started. I had friends that I worked with and, you know, got into a company league or whatever. Uh, but honestly, the last uh, couple years, the, especially since I've been watching Major League Soccer more and more, I'm I'm way less interested in fantasy football. I, I almost it's gotten to the point. Where I remember when I started MLS fantasy, I was like, I was picking players, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know these guys, I don't know who's who, I don't know what's going on. Uh, but now when I do fantasy football, I'm like, I don't know who that anybody is. Yeah. Who's this? I just this guy, this guy had concussion. Yeah, no. this guy. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the rules anymore. Which one of them hit their wives? We, we don't. <laughs> it's very difficult to keep track. <laughs> it's too hard. It's the same way with me. I, I think the first thing I did was fantasy baseball because uh, Yahoo oh. Sports. Oh yeah, yeah Yahoo well, Sports. One hundred and sixty-two games. That's always yeah. Lovely. I remember I did it, and then someone on the on the in, like in the message board, I just joined like a random league, and they were like, "Hey, just so you know, we're really serious." I'm like, "So my baby, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you think you're serious? You never met me. Never smiled a day in my life." And uh, I think like three weeks in, I had not changed my lineup. And people were like, hey, man, you've got trade requests and you're not changing anything. I'm like, I'm never going back there again. It's every day. You know? <laughs> and then I think I did basketball and it's the same thing. It was a rotisserie league. And I was like, that sounds delicious. Let's do it. <laughs> and then it was every day and you didn't play anyone else. It was like based on points. And I was like, I'm never doing that again. And then the last one I did was fantasy football. And that one stuck because like everyone I knew did it. Yeah. And I remember being a kid like. And like some of the seediest bars in the neighborhood I grew up in would have like they would do it there like before it was in the internet like on the internet like even if now they probably still do it just like these old guys like mm-hmm. still reading the paper to find stats or whatever some poor bastard adding it all up and uh, I remember seeing that and be like oh that's what they were playing so I played fantasy football and my friends threw a draft and we got drunk I'm like man that's exciting and then as soon as I started playing MLS fantasy I just stopped playing NFL fantasy, just fantasy football. just couldn't do it anymore because I, I really stopped caring as much because I just really went almost all in on MLS. And MLS is so exciting, especially now that they don't have like the um, – what is that? The free transfers. It's unlimited transfers. Yeah. Oh, man. It's a wild, See, it's a wild now, west I, out there. <laughs> no, I, I'm stoked that you like that because – I, I thought that was a great a great switch last year. It really opened it up to not have to worry so much about rosters, and you don't you could play the guys that you wanted to. And but it people were pretty torn by that at times. So I'm excited that that was a change you like because it I thought it made the game more fun. No, it, it was good because it, it put you in. I mean, so when we started doing uh, fantasy, and then the and then when you realized that the 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 major league soccer schedule is terribly unbalanced and insanely unfair. <laughs> right. So when it comes from a fa- from a fantasy perspective, you're you're really you know, there there are weeks that you would just take a crazy crazy hit because you just didn't have enough uh transfers or if you or if you didn't want to risk losing points. Uh so I, I remember or some guy scores like 183 and you're like how's that possible and like half his team had two two uh round weeks or whatever, two game weeks. So like, <laughs> what is that? No one told me about that. So it makes things a little bit easier. I remember I'm sure you guys know Andy Winner of uh, of MLS uh, fantasy, mm-hmm. MLS fantasy. Yeah. And and what we were talking to him, uh he was like the first person that we honestly ever met that was that involved it. I mean, he's obviously very, very involved in MLS fantasy, but he's like he's actually the reason why we got involved in MLS fantasy. Yeah, he he he, pit, he pitched it to us in a way where it's like, oh, this is it. it it's a, not only is it fun, but it, it is a way. It's it's almost like if 
I mean, with, with NFL, I know I was, I always knew about the NFL. And then when I got into NFL fantasy, it was like, oh, I already know sort of about this. I know how it all works. But with MLS fantasy, there's a little bit of discovering the league and the players as you're, as you're playing fantasy. So there's a, a, a it's a little bit more uh, fun and, it, and it, there's a little bit more like an emotional attachment to it because you know that there's not a lot of other people that are doing it. Yeah, that's pretty much my story of getting into it when I just started. I finally got to the point where I could afford to get a cable or streaming package and actually had availability of soccer. And I was like, I'm going to watch MLS. I need to support my domestic league. And I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. And then I started playing fantasy and I was like, I get it. Okay, I'm interested in this game now because I want that guy to do well. Yeah, I, I remember I met Andy in an airport, uh, actually on an airplane. I was wearing a uh, NYCFC away kit the black one, the original one, and uh, he was waiting to go to the bathroom. And I was sitting all the way at the back of the plane because uh, I always buy my tickets mad late and I want the cheapest ones. <laughs> and uh, I remember he just pointed at the jersey and he goes, are, do you know the, what that is or are you a fan? And I said, no, I'm, I'm a huge fan. <laughs> you know, I think he's, he's spoken to enough people wearing MLS jerseys. They're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Um, I'm just wearing this because my nephew got it for me. But, and I was like, no, I got season tickets. I'm a huge fan. And I was like, what about you? And he's like, yeah, I kind of work a little bit with the league. And I was like, whoa, like I never met anyone who worked for the league up to that point. So I was like, wow, this is the key in, you know? And I was like, we just talked for like 20 minutes. Like he kept letting people pass in front of him. Let's go to the bathroom. My wife's like, who is this? Leave us alone. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, hey, I kind of just started this podcast. Uh, it's, you know, we're stand-up comics, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah. He's like, gave me his card, his MLS card. He's like, if you ever want to have me on, let me know. And uh, we hit him up a couple weeks later. And I think, you know, Christian and I talked like, hey, maybe a fantasy league would be a way to sort of the whole point of our podcast when we started was a way to like learn the league a little better and sort of introduce ourselves to the fans and say, hey, we don't know everything about MLS, but we got season tickets to NYCFC and we're going to learn more about the rest of the league. And this it was a perfect way of getting into it. We thought it was a good idea and it was perfect because, you know, when someone announces like this player was traded for this amount of TAM or GAM or whatever. The average fan probably doesn't care as much unless it's someone you really loved or it's a big name. When you play fantasy, you're like, wait, wait, he's going where? You know, <laughs> you're right. a new defender. <laughs> right. I already had four of those guys on my team. I can't have another one. This is no. <laughs> right. Or like, or, you know, Marlon Harrison moves up. I remember the year that he was like listed as a defender, but he kept scoring goals. I was like, this dude's crushing it, you know? <laughs> yeah, the fantasy community was probably like one of the few communities where it's like, wait, Columbus traded Ethan Finley. What are they thinking? <laughs> exactly. Like, Who is that? And they yeah. went, oh, so are they I'm even thinking about the fantasy owners? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to have that sometime. Just someone ask a question at a press conference, being like, "What were you doing?" I I really needed that for my fantasy team. <laughs> what about those of us that are gambling on this? Have <laughs> 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 Petke answer that question. That would be that'd be great. Can you print yeah. a visual for me of, of how this should affect my fantasy team down road yeah. planning? Okay, I wish I would have brought the printout, but that freaking printer. <laughs> <laughs> that, darn it. Uh, so this is uh, your second league, right? So how did how did your first running a fantasy league experience compare to the second time when you actually started getting to like prizes? Well, I, I think so. The the first time we did it, it was just uh, I think we mentioned it was just like it must it was just a couple friends. I think it must it couldn't have been more than about. 10 people i think it was people. nine yeah I think yeah it was nine total. and it was fun and and it, the, the first year we did it was was really fun because alexis you won the first year i won it at uh, the last 
impossible moment. It was, you remember the last, the latest game was NYCFC's game versus, I believe, Montreal. Oh, I don't remember. David Villa kicked, got a goal literally as the last play of the last game of the regular season. Yeah. And that put me one point over and I won the league. <laughs> Against the guy who I was just like, that's right, bitch. I, won. I just like went off on this guy. And it turns out he's like a school teacher in Montreal. He's like the nicest guy in the world. And he has a wall of like heroes on like Martin Luther King Jr. And all these like Nelson Mandela, all these like wonderful people in his, in his classroom. Yeah. And like his penance for having lost to me, he put a photo of me up. And he, <laughs> he sent us this message. Like I tweeted like crazy, like, that's right, son. I won. You nothing. I, I knew it all along. And uh, he sent me a message like his kids kept asking him all season, how's the fantasy league going? And they were all like involved. Like, are you still winning? And he had to break the news to them that he lost. I'm like, don't make me feel bad about this. It was great. It was like Christian watching that, like me just gloat. And, yeah, because we were, we were in the stands for the at, at Yankee Stadium watching the game. And I wasn't even looking at my phone. Not even looking at at the at watching the match. Literally just updating his phone but again because you have to use the Safari browser. Yeah, so not, <laughs> not too fast. So he's like constantly refreshing, refreshing, and then as soon as the, the and goal, WV was my captain, so he got double points. That's the mm. only reason I even like. Mm. I literally needed him to kick a goal in the last second, like score a goal in the last second. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, he scored the goal. <laughs> they, they they brought the the, the ball back uh, to the center pitch, and then the whistle blew, and literally everybody's excited. NYCFC is in the playoffs. No, Alexis. this is when they weren't in the playoffs. No, this is... Wasn't this the first season ever? Was, no. This no, is, you're right. This was the second season. We're was, in the playoffs. But there's just a group of us celebrating for the exact wrong reason. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, there's like six of us just jumping around, and everyone's like, those guys are really into the playoffs. <laughs> and I'm like, I won! <laughs> I won! Screw that teacher! <laughs> Montreal! <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, I uh, don't get to experience that a lot since down here in Kentucky we don't have a vibrant MLS community. So I can totally get the the relationship of oh, someone's wearing an MLS jersey. Oh my gosh, I must talk to this person and, and interact. So uh, I, I used to have some buddies at work that got into fantasy, but it was more the EPL side, and we had a trophy and we cobbled it together out of two or three different trophies that we just found around in storage rooms or whatever, and we ended up getting like two little cheerleaders and painted them. Uh, Tottenham and Liverpool because those were my buddy and I were the ones who ran it so we got to decide the colors and we couldn't think of a name and we finally came up with it and it's called the Dempsey and so we just have this <laughs> monstrosity of a trophy that we passed around for about three years and it's I guess they still do it but I've I've sort of lost interest in the Premier League I, I get in there now and again with our past conversation I'm like one trade <sighs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I you know it's funny like I we look at the season, the first season we did it, where it was like nine of us and it was a bit more intimate. The second season, we felt, I, or at least I did, felt a little bit sort of, not disenfranchised, but I guess a little disconnected from it because it was like a hundred. We offered money, so like 300 people showed up, and we didn't know any of them. And MLS Fantasy doesn't allow you to communicate with anyone in the league. I know. There's no like message yeah, board or whatever. So yeah, so like if you don't know everyone, I'm like, how am I supposed to like I'm, I'm it was more fun when it was like nine of us and we could just tweet at each other. Yeah, it's more fun when you know that the that the person in second place is a school teacher and is suffering. Right. When you break the heart <laughs> of all those children, it feels better, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, when you can visualize the pain and be able to see it for yourself, that's when you can really enjoy it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't. I, I don't know what these people's lives are like. I can't enjoy myself when they're losing. <laughs> I know you You said you were in Kentucky. Is what? Are you hoping uh, FC Cincinnati uh, gets oh, into MLS? I am. I am hoping very well. It, it would uh, instantly be the closest MLS team. And I've got a good friend of mine who lives in Cincinnati who I've gotten – into soccer as well so he's he's all on board so yeah i'm, I'm really banking for fc cincinnati though yeah, I, i'm uh, close to lexington kentucky and they're supposed to be going for a usl team so that's exciting as well and we've got louisville but it's it's cincinnati's a little bit closer so i'm really sure. banking on it i actually i actually did a uh, a bike tour i did a comedy bike tour i rode a bicycle from uh cincinnati well actually the the first show was in covington kentucky yeah and then, and all the way to Cleveland. So we did. I did eight comedy shows uh, along the way, and I rode a bicycle all through Ohio. And I just, I mean, the only thing I can say about Ohio is you're not missing anything, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I hate about Ohio? How much it hurts the space between your balls and your butt. <laughs> but the shows were yeah. fun. Shows I did not do that. If I did that, it would be called the expensive Uber bill tour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. Next time go south. Uh, we've got some good scenery at least down down this way in Kentucky. But uh, great food yeah. in Kentucky too. Kentucky's a, oh, like a yeah, some hot browns or or whatever you want to do. Um, do you guys do biscuits and gravy up in New York? Is that is that up there? You know, I had it for the first time like two years ago. It's not a thing here. Like, but there's a lot of southern inspired restaurants. Some of them great because they people from the south or you know I know Kentucky considers itself the south even though it's not technically in the south. But um, accent wise, you guys are definitely south. Um, there's some good restaurants, but, uh, I went to a place when I was in Atlanta and they said they have a great biscuits and gravy. And I was like, awesome. Um, so I guess I'll take the chicken fried steak and the biscuits and gravy on the side. And the lady looked at me like I had two heads and I was like, well, did I order wrong? And she's like, you ordered two entrees. And I said, no, I didn't. Biscuits and gravy is a side. Right. And she's like, no. And I'm like, you sure? Cause biscuits is a side and gravy goes on top of food. None of those things say entree to me. And she goes, can I just show you what it looks like? And she's like, yeah. And she pointed to another table. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was like a bowl of, of creamy sausage gravy with two massive biscuits swimming in it. And I was like, that's a meal? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, can I get half of that? And she's like, absolutely not. I was like, all right, cool. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we, we know how to do it. We know how to do it. It's not, it's not a real Southern diner unless you go, oh, my God, when you see the portions. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a real good point. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like it. I like it. How many pounds of bacon does that come with? Okay, I'll take two. God bless. <laughs> that's a comedy tour I do. The Am I going to make it by the end of this tour? <laughs> that's what it would be. That's what it would be. Well, what was uh, – let's just talk about the season now, the, the 2017 season. What would come to your mind as the biggest surprise that you had from that season? I know we're like a year Ooh. removed, but, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a couple yeah. right off the top. I mean, I'm thinking of one that I could easily say that relates to NYCFC, so – were you going to say, uh, um, what's his face, Rodney Wallace? Because I picked him up early on thinking he was going to be goal for me the whole season because he kept scoring in the beginning and he did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was painful. No, my my big moment is uh, David Villa's, like, what, 70-yard goal that he had? Uh, 
That's, oh, that's that right against uh, Philadelphia. Sure, sure. Oh, okay. I was thinking from like a fantasy perspective. Of, well, like, we can do both. We can do that. That's probably more on sure. topic. Well, but... I, I mean, for that one, I had David V a captain. So between being an NYCFC fan and then having him as a captain, I'm like, yes, 10 points, yeah, 10 that, three points. I mean, he was he was probably the safest bet uh, for to, to, for captaincy in, in fantasy. I think, and and I had him as a captain for the 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 Hudson River Derby game uh, against the Red Bulls. Uh, and where he got the hat trick, and that was just that was just a good that was just a good that was a good decision on my part. All all around, <laughs> that was a good day for you. <laughs> a lot of fun. I think I remember the season prior, like Giovinco. If you didn't have him, you weren't oh, winning. Yeah, he was just a scoring machine. So I think a big surprise for me is that he did not keep that up because I assumed he did. But apparently, you know, much to the uh, you know uh, uh, you know I guess they won uh, in spite of him not doing that. I guess other people scoring also helps that team. Um, <laughs> I think I'm I'm one of those people that I love to tinker with. I love to tinker with the team. I love to change things up. I like to, you know, find players who I think are going to do well within a week. So I'm not the most consistent at keeping players, but I'll uh, I'll agree with Christian. I kept David Villa most of the season and the few times where I didn't believe in him and I would bench him or I would uh, sell him for, you know, higher value and try to get someone else. I would quickly pick him back up a week or two later, just realizing I've made a mistake. You know, just when you think he's cooling down, he heats back up again. So I'm kind of interested as whether he's going to be able to do that again this season because he's getting up there in age. Yeah, and also I, I remember I know that they changed like the scoring uh, for like defenders, like they gave uh, defenders a bigger bonus. Yeah. Uh, so I think I was I was a lot more conscious of getting uh, like instead of having I would almost sometimes have no center backs and have like four wing backs that were that were like uh, uh, you know that that could possibly score and that, and they were also pretty good defenders. So. I tried to be a little conscious of that, but then uh, I, I also remember being very focused on like who's going to get a clean sheet this week. Uh, and early on, it was like like Joe Bendick was like the dude. You just Joe Bendick, he was he was putting up uh, uh, you know zeros constantly. And then Orlando being Orlando, they just started <laughs> <laughs> they started <Yeah>. Orlandoing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I don't know. I, yeah, it, uh, the season itself. I, I mean, they were. I don't know. Like, yeah, the, that Villa, the fact that that Villa goal was not uh, the goal of the of the year, uh, oh it just it, I mean, it really it just wasn't shows even goal of the week. At, 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 Insane. It, yeah, it wasn't even goal. <laughs> it's just look, Atlanta United. Ever since they come to they've come to the league, they've they've ruined every poll, every voting <laughs> issue, anything that is is uh you know any kind of meritocracy, yeah, any any election of any kind, Atlanta United they have ruined it. Yeah, if they could vote their way into like the U.S. Open Cup, they would have won it. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the Canadian yeah. Cup. How'd you win that? That was an international. My, uh, my fiance's father's first experience with soccer. I was like, "Hey, you want to watch a soccer game?" And he's trying to humor me and be like, "Okay, sure. Well, what what's a what's a game we should watch?" And I'm like, "Okay, what would be a good game for him?" The first game of soccer that he watched was that Snow Apocalypse game with Atlanta, and I was oh, just yeah. like, "I I don't know what's happened, but." Enjoy. enjoy. I was going to say, game. yeah, did he enjoy it? I'm interested as to what he, he did. He did. It was a lot of questions and some confusion, but I mean, uh, it was it was it was an interesting game for him to see. Pretty much, though, any team playing Minnesota early in the year would be a fun game, I think, for a new person to watch. Um, yeah, that, that, that game was, had a bunch of goals, and Minnesota got yeah. humiliated, but it was entertaining. Well, I mean, Minnesota got humiliated the entire beginning of the season. Yeah. I can't believe Adrian Heath. Yeah, there's a surprise. Adrian Heath kept his job. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think, think I, I heard at the beginning of the season. Go ahead. Go ahead. What were you saying? 
I, uh, I heard today that I think we're just now starting. <laughs> we're going to do this. <laughs> delay do this like six times. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not going to talk. <laughs> I, I said at the beginning of the season that I didn't think they would get 12 points all year. Yeah. So when they started picking up steam, I'm like, keep losing. I just didn't want to be wrong. <laughs> and then LA Galaxy was like, hold my beer, please. Yeah. <laughs> LA Galaxy yes. was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that should have been the first thing we said. LA Galaxy just deciding to be bad forever. I don't know. That yeah, the two years we decided to go to the MLS Cup final. They're both in Toronto. <laughs> you know, what happened to LA Galaxy? <laughs> what happened to that good weather? We're freezing. Stop it. I must say, Nathan Smith from LA Galaxy was someone that we were cheering to like always get red cards or always have something happen because he almost fell below $3 million in, in fantasy bucks. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was ridiculous. That's <laughs> hilarious. He was yeah, the man where I, I it's like, like I, need a, I need to save some money to fit this guy. What up? Get Nathan Smith. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Yeah, when I when I would see that name Nathan Smith, yeah. LA Galaxy started like the lineup started being like these like weird create a player like when you have to come up with a fake name and you're like on like you have no, you don't have any time to think like, Nathan Smith Nathan Smith about right <laughs> like, who are these people yeah. Nathan Smith here's another Dos Santos I got one I'll just get copy and paste the name change right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's rough. Have you guys been paying attention to the offseason transfers any? Oh yeah, we our podcast is every week even throughout the offseason. So, with that when there's not much to talk about, transfers becomes uh, a big part of it. Um you know, it's really exciting to see a lot of these South American players coming in. Um seems like everyone is allowed to have one. It's a new DP, it's a Latin American doesn't <laughs> uh, players. So, it's kind of cool, kind of cool to see what some of these players are going to do. I'm interested to see what Jesus Medina is going to be able to do. Uh, for NYCFC, I'm a little cautious about putting a lot of these players, but you know, Ezekiel Barco is going to be the one everybody picks. He's the new Geo. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm actually mm -hmm. honestly, the biggest transfer that I think from a fantasy perspective for me is David Akab going to Philadelphia. He's going to be yeah. he's clearly going to be the number one option. Uh, and it's gonna be the fastest dude. There's no points for speed. That no one's scoring. There's no one to give him the ball. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> so do it make, by himself. Something happen. Yeah, I mean, you know, does he get points for falling on the floor? Because if so, <laughs> he's just gonna run his way all the way to the end line. He's like, it's not, nothing's gonna happen. But as far as the best option on a team, you know, that's usually a fairly safe bet to to put the best player, if, especially if the team is weaker. Like I, it's like Christian Ramirez on. On Minnesota, you know that they're pro he's probably going to be the one scoring if anybody is. I think it's going to be Sasha Kleshton. I think he's got so many options in Orlando. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, what about LAFC? They they've gotten pretty stacked. Do you think they're going to be able to make it to the playoffs? Well, they went and picked up one of my uh, cousins, the, the Uruguayo, Diego Rossi. <laughs> uh, you know, Peñarol. For a lot of people who don't know, Peñarol is a massive team with an extremely long history and. You know, uh, wins the Copa Libertadores all the time, and they won the Uruguayan League more than anyone else. Uh, so for him to be a teenager and be a captain of that is a massive deal. But um, I think I, they, I don't even think they have enough players yet to be at full 23. So it's hard for me to say what they're going to look like. But, man, they've got some pieces. You know, I'm really excited to see how that team uh, sort of uh, develops. But I don't think I would buy in just yet. I, the Bob Bradley thing, I still think, was maybe a mistake. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that. I don't know. I feel like um, I'm not too hopeful of, of what LAFC is going to do. I don't think they're going to be dominant. Uh, figuring out the chemistry of that team. It, it's a, nothing about the, the lineup is necessarily odd, but there is like 
I don't know, Phil Haber, Zimmerman. There's a, there's like weird, like different types of, there's some MLS experience, new players and stuff, but I think they're going to have a, a little bit of a struggle with chemistry. That's just my, my feeling about it. Uh, but I think they're going to have the same, I think they're going to look like NYCFC looked in the first season where like there was just a lot of promise, but I think they're going to have a lot the of parts don't you actually fit together as well. Yeah. They do kind of look like a fantasy team now that you say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of big games. They're yeah, it's like well, the fantasy teams that I yeah. that I build are probably very good on paper, but if you give them one ball to play with, I don't think they would fit perfectly together. <laughs> what I what I do like about uh, LA is is I think they've followed some of that Atlanta model. Is they've got that core MLS defense, so they have a lot of guys who are already used to playing with these players and kind of know how to defend, and now they're playing around with with those forwards. So I, I think that's going to benefit for them. So I do like some of the the defender options from LAFC. I just don't know what their prices are going to be, so that could definitely be price prohibitive because I like to get a little bit of value, like those wingbacks you were talking about earlier. I, those can really help you stretch that that money I found, and getting those offensive points are, are things that can just be beautiful things on defense. Um, but I like a good cb as well i just i just don't know what those price points are so much of this game depends on those prices and finding those values but uh that's also a fun part i think yeah i think i think one big uh one big one that i'm gonna get this year and i don't mind sharing this is um jonathan lewis because now that jack harrison's been sold i feel like he's probably gonna get most of that playing time on that right wing and he showed in those little that little bit of game time that he got he showed some wonderful amount of skill some great pace you know, the ability to take players on. I think someone like that, uh, David V is going and Jesus Medina are going to have a lot of fun playing with them. Also, you, you, you mentioned the price points in, uh, in MLS fantasy. Don't, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I know personally, I'm, when I look at some of the, the price points for some of these players that are like, it's like, Oh, you know, Nathan Smith, three, three million, four million, or 4.5 million. I'm like, the dude makes, Sixty thousand dollars a year. What are yeah. we? Who are we pretending to be? Yeah. What is it? I feel terrible. I'm like I'm selling a guy for you know four point five million. I'm like he's not getting any of this. He's yeah. not even getting close to this. He's selling himself. Going God, I wish. <laughs> I hope to be inside the mind of Lee Wynn. How much am I worth in fantasy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too soon? Too soon? I don't know. No. no. Oh, poor Lee. <laughs> He but, might be on uh, LA LAFC soon, and that would be a nice pickup. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it is the Laren model. And just go there and wear their jersey and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is for to buy himself out. <laughs> it is kind of weird, though. I, I think even from from a fantasy perspective, it, when when you the the price points, that's not a mistake. You know, like it's done intentionally to make it seem like the the league and the players are have all this money like flying around. So it gives this illusion that Major League Soccer is this. Uh, very, you know, where the, the, the players are, are paid an incredible amount because if you were selling players and the price points on the actual on fantasy were like forty five thousand dollars, they'd be like, "Well, I make more than this guy. This is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> this is frustrating. This, this, Twenty this, bucks. This, this is this fantasy or absolute reality?" Because, yeah. <laughs> Instead of hey, can we put the fantasy and start a GoFundMe for some of these? Guys? <laughs> very strange. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. But that's clearly well, I know you guys, change soon. Uh, we hope. We hope. I, I don't know. There's there's more money coming in, and uh, I don't know. It's 
it is definitely. I remember reading an article about uh, Clint Irwin before he really had that breakout year with Colorado when everybody else got injured and just talking about how he was like working second jobs and going to the gym all the time to try to keep in shape and all this. And he's making, like you're saying, like 30, 40,000. And you're like, that. wow, these kids come out of, of high school and go to the NBA and they're making millions of dollars. So, yeah, it's wild. It's nuts. It's nuts. Uh, I know you guys got to got to wrap up and, and head out soon. So we're just going to get to the last question that I have, unless Mike, you want to throw something in there. What are you most hopeful is going to change for this 2018 fantasy game? The app. Outside. We already screened about the app. Game mechanic. That's going to change. Um, That's interesting. I don't know. I, I, I like the, the, the change in uh, 2017. Uh, for the for the uh, the transfers, uh, I, I I feel like that was the, that was like my only real hang up or or frustration. Um, I don't know. I I think from like from a website perspective, sometimes I wish it was a little clearer. Um, sort of the schedules, who has double game weeks? It's sort of I mean it's 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 sort of there, but it's like you you kind of kind of have to actively look for it. Um, just like the simplicity, maybe the simplicity of it is kind of what I would hope from a, from a like graphic user interface sure. uh, perspective. But outside of that, I mean, the, the mechanics themselves, I'm, I'm fine with, but I'm also like, again, not a absolute hardcore uh, fantasy uh, dude. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm probably not the, not the best person to give an answer about it. <laughs> um, as far as the game mechanics, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I am kind of uh, you know, everyone's going to have a bye week uh, I think it's uh, Minnesota is going to have a couple weeks in a row where they're playing double games. All those kinds of like little things are going to make you re- have to be really active if you have any chance of winning. So I think that's just going to be a lot of fun. Mike? All you right. Can- well, before, before you all go, uh, I just want to ask one question as a New York City fan. Um, I, I saw your p- uh, video with Tommy McNamara and getting pizza in New York. Did y'all convince him to no longer get pineapples on his pizza? Because that broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we shamed him, to be honest. <laughs> like, uh, there's actually there's actually a place that has incredible pizza out by you. It's called Pizza Delicious. Uh, the guy who runs it is a friend of mine. You can tell him I said hello. Um, but uh, when I was there, I was like, you don't do pineapple, do you? Like, everywhere I go, like, that's my first question. So when he said that, like, even when the cameras were off, I would look at him and go, like, come on, man. You know, <laughs> you know you're wearing Tim's. Like, you know, you can't you can represent New York and also do pineapple on pizza. Like, you know, that's for the Midwest, okay? That's for people who don't know better. Chicago, let them have it. You know? <laughs> Hawaiian pizza was invented in Toronto, Canada. That's, like, the least Hawaiian place on earth. You know what I mean? So you can't do that. You can't be from New York and do that. So I don't know if we convinced them, but I know we shamed them enough to, like, never admit it again. <laughs> Could you do biscuit and gravy pizza? Would that work? No, probably not. No, but if you give me a slice of pizza and biscuit and gravy, I'd be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dunk it in. That's that's how it works. That's yeah. Great. Well, guys, thank you so much for taking the time out uh, to come out to the show. Uh, we're super excited for the season coming up. And uh, is everyone going to be able to join a new Cooligans League this year, I take it? Any, any prizes? Yes, that will uh, be happening soon. The best way to find out about it is uh, go to go to soccercooligans.com and uh, join our email list uh, because we were going to put out a blast uh, probably about a week or two before the season uh, begins. And, uh, yeah, there'll be, there'll be money again. There'll be prizes uh it'll be just as exciting so hopefully we can get a, a, a you know a whole bunch of people i know you had uh you had shared our league on twitter so thank you again for doing that uh, last uh, no last problem. season so i appreciate it 
And uh, yeah, and it'll it'll be great. We'll we'll try to be. I think I think last year since it was the first time it was that big that we were doing it. Uh, I think we're I, I I'm. I'm personally trying to find a way to like make it more. I want more engagement of us like talking to each other. I want the sort of that that trash fear, talking, trash talking. Mm-hmm. That we need more of it. The NFL has it. You know, uh, we need more of that. And we need some talking. teachers from small cities in Canada get cooked <laughs> in the message boards. <laughs> so we're trying to do our best uh, to do that. So it's uh, yeah, go to soccercoolings.com and get on our email list, and we will put it out. Great, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that as much as Mike and I had fun interacting with the Cooligans. Uh, they sent us a message afterwards saying that they were kind of worried because they do some of these interviews sometimes and it's just like boring and the facts and that they had fun. And I mean, that's really what, what fantasy is for, for me. And I hope you guys and everyone listening is it's supposed to be fun, a little bit competitive. What, what did you think, Mike? Oh, I, th- I thought it was great. Um, you know, definitely a blast. Uh, and and look, if y'all enjoyed uh, listening to them, um, I, I listen to their podcast. It- it's pretty much just as fun. Um, go check them out again, Soccer Cooligans. Uh, they also have a YouTube uh, channel where they posted the video of them taking Tommy McNamara to go uh, eat pizza around New York, which is referenced <laughs> in that in- interview. So, I mean, they do fun stuff like that. They interact with the MLS digital people and, and give them um, grief just like we do on Twitter. So, uh, uh, yeah, definitely go um, check them out uh, if you enjoyed the interview. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun and definitely a lot better than some of the kind of boring, droll um, stuff that you can get some other places. And we'll be plugging their league when it comes out, so keep on the lookout for their fantasy league. It should be a lot of fun. Thanks so much for listening to the show tonight, guys. Stay tuned for part two that's going to drop in a couple more days.